This show doesn't have a theme song. Hello, SNU and all the other random people listening in. Welcome to Dialogue, the podcast show of the university's amateur radio club. I am... Doesn't matter, dude. Well, this episode deals with a particularly sensitive topic that is harassment. I'd like to point out that the content might be triggering for some of the audience members, so please keep that in mind. We start the episode with a testimonial, a personal experience of a fellow student. Uh, so during breeze, uh, when like third day ended, I think all of the vendors were out, and there was this one vendor everyone was looking for. So while I was exiting the venue, uh, all of my friends and I were. clicking pictures and uh, during that part of time i remember this one person coming to me and of course i did not recognize him and he ended up asking me uh, you know what my friends are betting on this fact that i will get a picture with you will you get a picture clicked with me so i just nodded my head and like walked forward but then again the same guy came around asked me again and then i just refused that you know i don't want to get a picture clicked with you and that's when i left the venue i exited completely out of the fear that the guy was going to follow me and what basically happened was during that time i see a whatsapp message on the whatsapp text group for our hostel and the same man his image is being forecasted everywhere asking who he is and now no one knows who the man is and exactly what happened with me i did not know who the man was and it kind of hindered with me thinking so then after the whole thing happened i get to know that this man was groping women and harassing women what happened with me is the smallest of experiences but yet it's still harassment and it's still to a point not something that one should think of as something casual or something that just happened with them when someone wanted to take pictures someone following you betting on the fact that if you're going to get pictures with them or not and also getting to know that you know your campus is not safe where and like this one person is hiding and is running on a motorbike after groping numerous women during a college festival it's just horrifying you might be wondering why asking for a picture was such a big deal we often discount the fact that moments like this perpetually change the way one perceives strangers even if they approach with harmless intentions after learning that the vendors were charged with multiple other harassment cases the victim couldn't help but think that things could have gone worse for her as informed by our sources the admin made sure that the vendors were caught and there was legal action taken against them Following is a sit-down interview with our president Vidur, who will walk us through the proceedings of a sexual harassment complaint and how it's dealt with by the admin. Hello, Vidur. How are you doing? Hello, I'm proud of you. I'm good. How has the tenure been so far? Tenure has been doing okay. I mean, as you can see, there have certainly been uh, a number of hiccups, but uh, hopefully, we power through. Um, but yeah. All right, that's great. Let's just jump straight into it. I just want to know at this moment what kind of disciplinary actions are taken against the perpetrators with regards to sexual harassment on campus. Right. So the distinction to be made there is between um, the 
punishments that are handed out by let's say the dc or the proctor board mm-hmm. as opposed to the icc mm-hmm. i'm not in a position to tell what or you know com- comment on what the icc does that's a complete separate independent legal proceeding mm-hmm. um, but their uh, their punishments are along the lines of you know what a legal proceeding would be on the administration side um they would hand out punishments that are relevant to let's say a student in the university right so that goes right. against the student code in the university hmm. so their punishments are along those lines um, like what so yeah hmm. so if you go to the discipline committee and then these matters are escalated to the proctor board hmm. um what what you would be getting is punishments on two levels okay. right one would be um disciplinary and one would be academic the disciplinary punishments would usually range from you know not being allowed in certain places in certain gatherings not being allowed to contest or participate in in certain events etc mm-hmm. so basically curtailing your freedoms within the university the academic side of it would be along the lines of a semester back or a year back or um you know these cases and this has happened in the past where students have been terminated uh, on cases uh, of uh, of a certain magnitude could you give an example of that if that's all right without taking names of course right so um again um i, I can't give you much details but of course uh, i i should not in mm-hmm. fact um but there have been students in the past and mm-hmm. i'm taking there's one case in particular mm-hmm. where a student was uh, removed from the from the university just um not very short of the intake of the batch i, I won't tell which batch mm-hmm. but uh, the uh, immediately after the intake of the batch within the first one month the student hmm. was removed from campus because there were complaints of uh, sexual harassment all right uh the last question and it's a shorter one is there legal assistance offered by our university if there is a serious offense and the victim comes forward saying i want a legal proceeding of what happened yes so as i mentioned the icc itself is a legal proceeding but if mm-hmm. you don't want to go the icc route um i could give you uh, examples of other cases where legal assistance is uh, is required uh, or has been did requested. that happened before where it was uh, requested and they approved and they went forward with it yes it has happened before it has happened before that students uh, in college have been involved in some sort of uh, a legal process and uh-huh. then they've reached out to the administration and they've helped them out with that i am not sure if that has happened with a particular case of sexual harassment or uh, any gender related issue right uh, i'm i'm not sure if that's happened but i'm pretty sure that the administration would right you know uh, mm. help out if that's the case as right. well all right thank you so much for your time thanks a lot should boundaries be the subject of an active discussion more often the following is a testimonial that will complicate the concept of boundaries and space hi So this is what had happened um it was my first club meeting with a club that I am um right now in and I met with the co for the first time and there was this one person who just came up and hugged me and it felt really uncomfortable and really alien to me because the place that I've been coming from I've never been hugged by a male person ever in my life but then i saw how he, he was hugging a lot of other people and for some reason it just you know what should i say just crippled over all my boundaries that i had set for myself 
the diversity of this campus is extremely rich which means there are students coming from all over the country you don't necessarily have to agree with somebody's views on a particular subject but you can most definitely respect their terms of boundaries now when we talk about harassment we narrow it down to the incidents that deal with physical abuse but it most certainly can result without touch it need not be one incident that encroaches your personal space but can also take shape in deceit or manipulation causing sustained emotional distress eventually affecting the victim's emotional well-being since this episode deals with the broader nature of harassment here is a story read by one of our members because a person in question was more comfortable with the testimony given this way hey everyone this is my story this event involved a close friend of mine We used to communicate and had a great friendship. Nonetheless, after the exams began, I was preoccupied with academics and our conversations turned occasional. He didn't take it well and began acting strangely. He became possessive and kept asking me to talk more. We went on a trip after exams and even though I was communicating, he wanted more. He somehow wanted my all my attention for himself. His possessiveness made me uncomfortable, but I couldn't voice out my opinion at that point as he was going through some personal crisis. During the summer break I started receiving messages from his girlfriend's social media account. What started off as a random and regular conversation eventually started getting weirder and scarier. She mentioned that my friend attempted suicide. She kept me updated on his health condition for 8 days. I questioned the reason for him doing this and she indirectly blamed me. I was terrified and had a really tough time. I kept asking her about his condition. Her replies about his deteriorating health and critical condition scared me she meant she mentioned that he was in coma and was defibrillated to revive him i was told that the chances for his survival were slim she sent me a goodbye letter written by my friend his letter described our friendship and how the absence of my attention made him feel lonely his girlfriend's messages describing blood clot in his brain and how his mental health improved by hearing my name made the whole suicide thing seem suspicious We tried to contact his family but our calls were not answered. These set of events made me reach a conclusion that all these texts were sent by my friend himself using his presumed girlfriend's name. This was confirmed when he confessed to this upon returning to campus. I stopped responding to his calls and messages. This did not stop him from gaining my attention. He tried to make up a fake accident story by te- by sourcing images from Google. All of this was just done to gain my attention and sympathy we do understand that this story was quite a bit to take in but one common thread that ties all these testimonials together is the fact that the mental health of the victim is drastically affected we met with the on campus counselor dr indu to discuss that uh different people react to it differently right so i'm carrying a lot of people as i'm sharing this and uh, so they're bringing a lot of death stress right it can manifest in the form of confusion it can be manifesting in form of lot of shock lot of numbness and uh, sometimes there can be a lot of panic and a lot of fear so when they are coming they are bringing all these emotions so in the beginning what becomes very important is for me to provide them a space where they can open up and they don't have to judge their own thoughts they don't have to judge about what exactly happened in the incident because a lot of times when somebody has faced or gone through it 
it's like a loop that they're playing on their in in their head right and they are thinking about it again and again trying to process it on their own which can become very overwhelming for them so when they come in in the sessions what we try to do is that create a safe space where they can open up they can begin to share about what exactly happened and how they felt in that moment how they felt afterwards Adding on to this, I hope our listeners are also familiar with the Internal Complaints Committee. Dr. Pramita Goswami, the chairperson of ICC, briefs us on the procedure of lodging a complaint of harassment. So, I would like to go back to what exactly is the Internal Complaints Committee because there are a lot of new people coming in on campus right. and they need to know right. what exactly is ICC before they approach the ICC. Yeah, like I told you that earlier, this committee not here, but generally speaking, the committee was called, um, you know, it it was called Committee Against Sexual Harassment. CCAH is what it was called. Uh, now it is called internal complaints committee but the nature is we do not take up harassment of any kind we take up only sexual harassment so um, if you think that you are being harassed you can approach us if you think somebody else has been harassed and is not being able to speak up you can approach us so uh, and the process is that uh, there is a email gender committee at snu.edu.in you can send your complaints there we also have a lot of student members across schools so if you feel uncomfortable in talking to us then um, talking to us meaning first lodging a complaint then you can definitely talk to some of the student members and their names are there uh, you know the, the departments in which they are their phone numbers and email addresses are there you can talk to them first we also have an office at d13 to q 132 q which is in the economics way basically so there we have uh, an office and we are planning this semester to have office hours where students faculty staff will be sitting at particular times uh, monday to friday so that you can just walk in and have a conversation as well about something which is bothering you most of us view harassment as a taboo topic something which should not be discussed openly or talked about in often hush tones arc wants snioe to be a safe space when it comes to discussions on matters such as these the final testimonial for the episode is something for all of you to think about yeah hi so this is my story previous semester i was acquainted with a person on campus and then we came back on campus this summer because of some work that i had i was celebrating my success which was very important to me and we did something under the influence which now i regret that why did i did do and he was talking about his exes and i was trying to comfort him and encourage him but i didn't know that he's going to take an advantage of it we did uh, we sat in the corner um, in the campus and then he's like you know i'm feeling horny because of this influence and i'm like you can't do it in front of me at least have some patience to sit down and he's like no if i sit then i'll be more on you and and i said i'll feel anxious he heard me he understood and he sat down even then he asked me you know you do it for me he forced me to do it he forced my hand to do it and i pushed him back he then tried to hug me to apologize but i didn't know that he was trying to unhook my bra and he did it I felt very weird I felt shocked at the moment I didn't know what to do so I asked him to hook it back 
he hooked it and then i i went back to my room i wanted to talk to him but he avoided me because of his some work but later on when he confronted him with my friend being there he said that i can't do all these things because i have a girlfriend which i know he lied about there in front the testimonials we received for this episode are exclusively from women at least the ones that we released but we acknowledge the fact that harassment is not a problem just faced by them men are also victims of it but the rates are highly disproportionate throughout the production of this episode we received many testimonials from men both anonymous and otherwise but they refrained from becoming a part of this they suggested they would rather move past it than talk about it With this project, Arc attempts to start a dialogue around this very topic. The aim is really simple: to create a safer campus for the entire SNIOE community. We hope you engage positively with whatever we had to say and have started the process of unlearning and relearning. This is it for the episode, and feel free to leave us feedback using the link in our Instagram bio. The next episode will be out soon.